0: Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Here we are. Welcome back to Paper Stack Podcast. My name's Rick Allen. This is Brett Jonathan Berkey. <laughs> yes. Johnny be Good. How you been, man? Good. Good, good, good. Yeah, you were... We work Mondays and or Mondays and Fridays from the house, typically. Right. That's our, that's our work-from-home days. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're in here. Mm-hmm. So Brett hurt his back on Sunday or Monday. Monday. He couldn't come in Tuesday, so I was like, Brett, we probably need to come in Friday. He's like, blah, blah. It's, like it's like my kids. I'm like, Hi, I need you guys to unload the dishwasher. Uh, top. Bottom, they're calling top bottom. They hate it though. Do they really? But it's like you on Fridays. You're just like, mm-mm. it's like throwing a cat into a uh, bathtub. They're like,
1: no, that's not that bad. I just, I, yeah, I would have, I would have come, man. I just, I, I got floors installed and I was putting, I,
0: <laughs> I have a little bit of leftover material. <laughs> Funny, i asked brett i go brett so did you <laughs> did you measure right and he goes oh yeah i measured right and i go oh it's now that you had enough he's like oh we got way extra i'm like well you didn't measure right then because measuring right means you finish with like one or two boards extra or one or two bo- maybe a box extra of you know there's 10 percent of waste you figure like sounds like you erred a little bit more on the
1: yeah a little bit so i had have- so I had seven boxes of tile or of the whatever the flooring uh, left over, and I put it all in the car. Those are they're not light, you know. So I put them all in the car, and then I get them all out at at at, at, at Lowe's, and then I walk them to the front. And then this year they passed a new policy, like a ninety-day return policy. Because I would have stuff for like two years, and I'd return it to Lowe's. And so they, they're like, you, it's been over 90 days. I was like, no, I'll go get a manager. And so I was like, let's talk. And so like they eventually showed me the screen. They're like, we can't do anything. It's been 90 days. I was like, ugh. I was like, fine, just keep it here until I, I go shopping. And then I had to put it all out in the car, take it all back out. And I put it in the attic, and it was just... But then the baseboards... Um, I
0: kinda, I, how long are the baseboards? I mean, they're
1: sixteen feet. So they're my entire garage. Six,
0: sixteen feet long, and how many extra did you wind up with? Thirty-seven.
1: <laughs> I ordered twice the size of the house. I don't know how the hell I did that. The, the really crappy thing is I painted all of them. So like, I have like thirty-seven <laughs> extra painted baseboards. That was such a pain in the ass to paint in the first place, and I ended up painting that. I hated painting them it was all night for like two weeks and now when i realized i had 37 extra i was like i could have saved like a week of paint you know just just painting so that's-
0: i know so i when i, I went over and i saw brett painting and i i may have said this already but i always you know i have an uncle who i ask him how long is it gonna take you in how long is it taking to mow your lawn and he's like eh, it's about seven beers so i was like i was like well brett likes beer i'll just i'll dampen the blow of having to hand paint all these things i'm like I don't know, how many beers does it take you to do one thing? And he's like, I don't know, like one beer or, you know, three-quarters of a beer per thing? I'm like, well, look at this way. You've got 70 beers to drink because you've got 70 boards. <laughs> and little yeah. I know, you made 38 extra boards. Uh,
1: 37, Man, yeah, 37. how did you
0: blow the math on that?
1: I, I think the guy kind of ripped me off because I just went like this and said, I need this many, and he's he's oh, that would be so many boards. And so then I was like, all right, fine. And I bought it, and then you delivered it, and then so – crappy thing is I wanted it out of my... It's been in my garage for months. So where are they? Still in my garage, just sitting there sideways. I can't even get to my trash can. So, I have, so hopefully someone's going to buy them, and then, I, then I'll then i get them out. That's going to be... They They might come by tomorrow afternoon. And hopefully buy them for this, his next job, the guy who installed them. So Well,
0: I'm, the good thing is, though, if somebody were to buy them off here, they're already painted.
1: Yeah, but then also, too, the guys installed the baseboards and i only painted one side so i painted one side of the tops and they ended up storing a lot of them upside down so i got to repaint all of the ones that they installed upside down <laughs> and since so some stuck together so the paint was stuck i mean i got so much still to do i just it looks good enough i'm just not going to look at it i'm just not going to look down i'm just going to keep looking straight and i'll deal with the baseboards later so but yeah so today what we got we got something fun
0: Yes, you asked me, and people have asked.
1: People ask this, and I, you know, it's it's one of those things where. I, I guess it warns like a video because some people. I've, I've even had it in the past. What we're talking about is the a video
0: between, where I'm not providing any sort of legal or taxing advice. Just laying out the facts. Laying for you. out the facts, but yeah, then so you go seek your own advice. Disclaimer, 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 disclaimer. Yeah, it's right here at the bottom. Disclaimer. Yeah,
1: yeah. but it's. Uh, right there. Why would you buy a mortgage note? In your personal name versus an LLC, or an LLC versus a personal name, and this has happened in the past where people have bought them in their personal name, and literally got the recorded document and said, "Hey, that has my name on it," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, you used your personal name." And they're like, "Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want it in my personal name." I'm like, well, to do that, you're going to have to get a new assignment and assign it over yourself, get it notarized, and re-record it. And so then, eventually, they were like. Uh, I don't. I don't think they ever did it, but I'm, it was like one of those things where people overlook it. And it's like, what is the? Why would you do it one way or the other? I'm assuming that you would always want to do an LLC. I, I would do it an LLC, but people ask.
0: And then the, I think for the most part, you're you know, you're gonna buy an LLC. It, it just that's that's the way I would do it. That's the way. It just seems like the the best way. But there's, I mean, I guess there are some pros to doing it in your personal one is like one is simplicity, right? It doesn't get it doesn't get any easier than hey, I'm buying this as me mm-hmm. as my own investment with my own capital. Here it is. Take a look at it. It's super straightforward. Maybe it's easier for tax filings, less regulation, just hey, I'm just buying this. I'm buying someone's note. I'm becoming their bank. Right. So that's something um there's actually, I've heard of some tax advantages. To buy it in your personal name. Yeah, there's some, there's some jurisdictions where if you buy it in your personal name, there's less capital gains tax. Again, go look at it. It's something I've heard. I, I find it hard to believe. I feel like you could do it a lot easier through an LLC, but, but I don't know. Estate planning. If you're doing estate planning, it's super simple to be like, hey, this just passes over to this estate. Right, I can see that. So that that that's something that's pretty easy, and then privacy. And while everything is going to be recorded in public record, right? So if it's an assignment that gets recorded, whether it's your personal or if it's an LLC or a company name, mm. depending on your your structure and if you've taken any sort of finances in or anything like that, you may have a like a requirement that you have to disclose what you just purchased publicly. You know, if it's through the SEC, they're going to find out. They're going to know. You have to let them know. So that's kind of like a stretch because I think anything is pretty much going to show up in public record. I would say just the simplicity for me, the two the two benefits of doing your name is it's super simple, it's super straightforward, and then the estate planning side. It's, it's not that difficult to say, look, I own this. It's moving into my estate. Um, some of the cons of personal name is liability. Holy cow. Right? Yeah. Slip and fall, and you own it, it's a rental, well, they're coming after you. But in notes, they... Okay, well, it, whatever it might be, whether it's, okay, you're, you're somebody. For, you're foreclosing on somebody. Yeah. And not all your I's are dotted and T's are crossed, and you have to have something kicked out, and they can sue you for the foreclosure cost, because you're the one foreclosing on them. Hmm. If the buyer wins, then you're responsible. So that's a huge, a huge thing. Um, some of the other the cons are there. Maybe there's limited access to capital. It might be more difficult to get a personal loan, right, mm-hmm. to buy something. Where if it's an LLC, it's easier to get the capital back. They can come after the LLC. It's more common that they're loaning. You know, there'll be a personal guarantee, but loaning to LLCs or corporations. When getting funding? Yeah, when getting some funding. So that's something... They'll um, probably take, take you more seriously, too. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's it. You could also, depending on your jurisdiction, you could have higher. There could be other options, better tax sheltering in your LLC. So, you, so you may think you're getting a better tax deal. It could be higher tax deal. I don't know. That's, again, it's all depending on your account and your situation, your jurisdiction, where you are. Um, you know, because obviously federal is federal, but state, there's different state
1: regulations. Right. And another thing, too, that uh, not only talking about personal and LLC, you could have an LLC and still have your personal address. Okay. So that's something else that people got to consider, is that you're putting your personal address. You're telling this person that is in the house that you are their bank, and if you put your personal address, they can see it where ideally where mm-hmm. it was returned to is usually wherever the person is. And so unless you're keeping it with something like Casey Wilson or I have a trust in Wyoming, and so that's where it's in some Wyoming, but they see that address. Right. But, um, yeah, th- otherwise, a person that, if they ever want to look up their mortgage in public record, say, okay, who who owns my, oh, this is where they live. Well, they're trying to foreclose on me. They could come, I mean, if it was in the same area, maybe they could come to your house. I mean, yeah. that's kind of scary. You know, like, I wouldn't want that. Mm-mm. No. I mean, that's something to consider. Not only is it personal name, but also personal address. So right. consider both those.
0: So let's look at what are, like, maybe... What are the pros to buying in your business? Can you think of any? Mm. Tax efficiency. Yeah, <laughs> I mean tax efficiency. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think tax efficient. I think you know, if I'm looking at the two, I'm saying business is going to have more benefits. More benefits tax wise. Um, maybe lower rates for corporations. Um, also more deductions. Yes, definitely more deductions. Yeah, so that's that's definitely one of the pros. Um, another one is limiting your exposure or your liability, right? Mm-hmm. There's a veil of protection there. And
1: I remember one time you you told me, this was a long time ago, that, gosh, we were in the Winter Garden office, which was probably 2017. Mm-hmm. But they would set up, him and TJ would set up, every time they bought a house that they turned into a rental, you would change the LLC into the address of the rental.
0: We, we, would, we would create an SPV, a, a single purpose vehicle, We would create a new LLC for that particular asset if it was going to be a rental. And it would, so that way, there's only one asset in the LLC. If for some reason somebody did a slip and fall and they tried to sue, Mm -hmm. which, knock on wood, that never happened. But they could
1: only come back for that one.
0: Yeah, there's one asset in there versus at the time there was, you know. 200. So, so if, they, if you had it all under the same LLC, they might go after... They could try. They could try. They could try, but it's just, we would have, we, we just, everything was their own. So it was the 1392 East Washington LLC or land trust or something along those lines. So that was just another thing to set up once you got it in right. your possession. Yeah, that was, that was just something else there. That's smart. So you can limit your liability. Another thing is there's uh, opportunities to reinvest your your income back into a business right mm-hmm. and do some tax sheltering there but really be able to just reinvestment on buying other stuff pre-tax stuff along those lines. so um, and then we kind of talked about it before. one of the you know it's well some of the cons of buying your personal obviously there could be some of the positives or some of the pros for buying your bank, but is access to capital. Mm. You can tend to have more access to um, – companies have better access to capital through loans or, or recorded earnings or something along those lines. So that's definitely something to sort of consider. Mm-hmm. And then um, if chances are if you're, if you're buying in a company, maybe you've got some corporate structure set up. Maybe mm-hmm. you've got – even if it's like a virtual assistant – just if you're if you're thinking in that mindset of, hey, I'm doing this through a company, I've got maybe I've got some of my earnings set aside to handle an admin administrative assistant. Maybe you're building a team. Maybe you're a big company now. Maybe you started with just an administrative assistant, and now you've got director of acquisitions, dispositions, you know an asset manager stuff along those lines so typically if you're buying in a company you maybe have a different corporate structure where you have employees and you have people set up to help so setting up for the
1: beginnings the most important thing because had you set, had not set that up and you bought 10 in your personal name if you actually ever wanted to be owned, under the LLC or whatever you corporate you gotta assign them you gotta assign them and re-record them
0: yeah yeah, you pay for the recordings and the assignments mm-hmm. and that's that's part of the deal but, right, but I'm just saying it is another step if you didn't say that Yeah, sure, of course but it's it's not one where you're like oh, I can't fix this Oh, no, no, no I'm just saying it's just something you'd have to do Right So I mean, those are kind of the the pros some of the cons are going to be obviously complexity level it can get it can get as complex as you'd like it to Um, you can have you know LLC as members managing another LLC or, you know golly, when we set up Originally set up Paperstack, but oh, the that. complexity was, we had like the mothership, Paperstack, Inc. Not spelled right. It was P-A-P-E-R space Stack S-T-A-C, Inc. Uh, and then underneath that we had Paperstack LLC, and then we had Paperstack IP. Mm-hmm. And the IP was held over here, and it leased the you know, leasing rights to Paperstack LLC. Yeah, I remember that. So there was, you know, super complex, and and it can work, and there can be a place for that, but there's also something called the corporate veil, right? And you don't want to pierce that. If you pierce the corporate veil, which basically means if you have, if you're treating something it's like it's three separate entities, but. You can call it three separate entities, but if you're like in the back office not treating it like three separate entities, like they share a bank account or this or that, or this sometimes pays for stuff for this company, well, then it doesn't work. You've pierced the corporate veil. Mm -hmm. And all the benefits of the protections you have, now all three of those companies, should one get sued, can be like, ping, ping, I can get them all. And the idea was behind the paper stack, well, let's keep the IP here, so they're the ones never doing the business, so the intellectual property is always protected, no mm. matter what. Mm-hmm. And then they'll do the licensing over to here, and that way this is the company that's forward-facing. Mm. If something happens and they get sued, they can never come after the IP. Mm. No, that's smart. I mean, it's, that's, I mean, it's super smart, but I mean, the guy that set it up was a really smart guy that set it up for us. The people running it at the time had no clue... That's to mm-hmm. corporate veils or this or that. And so, looking back, like... Talking about us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Not, yeah. I mean, and that's uh, whatever. But it's just you look at those things, and if you don't know, okay, there's this corporate veil here. I can't pierce it, it. It gets, and you do pierce it, then it's like all this protection you thought you had is gone. And then, like, for instance, when we went to go raise capital... There was. they were like, what is your corporate structure? And we actually had to go through a corporate restructuring to mm-hmm. to make it more um, palatable for venture. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but it was one of those things where you can make it. it that's the problem with it. That's one of the cons of doing it in your company is it can get super complex, super quick. And if you kind of give carte blanche to the attorneys and the accountants and this and that, you know, you get somebody in there who's a real, a real ninja and a wizard, and they just... They over-engineer the hell out of it, and all of a sudden you're like, man, man, I'm just, I'm just buying notes. I'm just, I don't, I don't need to have three LLCs and a management this or that or, you know. So that's one of the definitely the big things is a complexity. Uh, Another thing you could run into is double taxation if you don't if you're not set up right. Mm-hmm. Um, you could get taxed on your income through your corporation, then you get taxed on it as income or, or capital gains when it comes back to you. So you got to make sure that, you know, it all comes down to, like you said, setting it up, right? If you set it up right at the beginning, you have professionals, you tell them what they, you know, I want to have the most protection, the best tax benefits, and as simple as it can be, yeah that's a good recipe for, you know, setting it up that way. Um, yeah, no, it is good to
1: actually just learn about company structure and like how, why the benefits of LLCs like I have a we have we have a friend who <clears throat> I learned this um over dinner one time in Miami was he basically said he has all his cars in LLCs separate LLCs and I was at that time I was confused I was like why do you have your cars in LLCs he's like I own three Porsches I own a Cayenne I own a whatever the two other nice super expensive cars he's like if I get in a car wreck with some person he's like I look like a bank to them they're like you know they, they'd want to sue the crap out of me and think that I'm all connected He's like, I just put them all in separate LLCs, and the LLCs own those cars. And if you want to come after that, you come after that car, and that's all you're getting. And that's it. Well, no,
0: that's it. Yeah. So,
1: which was really smart. And then when I bought this recent, description car, <laughs> I bought it in my personal name, and, I, and as soon as I got out the title, and I went to the, to the freaking DMV. I was like, God dang it! I was like, why didn't I? You know, I was like, I, I, I and now I still got to transfer it over to the trust, but it, it was just a couple hundred bucks. But it was still the fact of I was like, I knew this. And so yeah. I, didn't, I didn't implement it.
0: No, no. But so I mean, that's it. I mean, there's some <laughs> other cons. Uh, regulatory. If you're a company, you may have to jump through some more regulatory hoops. If you do a certain number of deals, there's regulatory hoops. There's and then there's there's sometimes a touch less flexibility on getting capital out of your business the right way for personal use.
1: Mm.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. You just got to make sure you're taking it out, at, you know, whether you're on a on a payroll or, you're, you know, you're doing a qualified business distribution or something along those lines. So th- there's a lot of little – it seems like if you're a company, you've got to follow the rule book a little bit more as far as like I got to make sure because you're set up for – you could be gaining all these tax benefits, mm-hmm. right? mm mm-hmm. But with that, there's a different set of rules to play. Sure. you yeah. got you got to play by a different set of rules. So that's it. I mean, so bottom bottom line, from I, what I'm saying, I'm I'm saying get an LLC. I'm um, the I'm like yes, again, not legal advice, but I'm probably gonna I'm buying into a corporation or maybe I'm buying it in my self-directed retirement account.
1: Something something like that. I mean, that, yeah, just just the amount of write-offs you'd have would outweigh the the filing fee you'd have to have with the, the state. I mean. Make, they're not that much. They're like no, no, so, it's
0: cost of doing business. I mean, taxes are uh, do, filing for your taxes are probably going to cost you more because you're an LLC or a business. Mm-hmm. And you have to pay extra, you know, for that, and then you get your K one K one. But it's yeah. still, to me, it's just the, the protection and the liability for me is kind of it. Okay. So there you go. So if I'll reference this video next time someone asks. Go watch this
1: video. Yep. Basic bottom line, go ahead and get an LLC. And you can still do that while you're in the process of in a transaction. It doesn't take that long to do. You can no, do it no, a couple, like a day or so. They're most, like at least I know in Florida, it took us like not long to get that. And then you get the EIN and yep. done. You're, and you can still use it on your vesting. You can pretty much have your thing filed and not even have the EIN, but still use it as your vesting profile. So
0: EIN, so, but yes. EIEIN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, right. that's it. Buying or selling, and your or buying in your company versus your personal. Hope you got something out of it. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Paper Stack Podcast, where we will be discussing.
1: Oh, different stages of note investing. Ah, uh, what
0: is it? Whether it's going from your infancy to this or that? Yeah, things you probably should know before you get to a certain level. Okay, that's where you want to go with it. The, the, what do you need to know to move from level to level? Well, just... I, I, Whether some, it's you come in as a broker and then you move to partnering with people, and then you move to using your own capital, and then you move to... Uh,
1: well, I was thinking more along the lines of people say, they come, they maybe watch some videos, and they say, I want to buy this non-performing note in New Jersey. and I'm like, Whoa, slow down there, Haas. Like, you know, like maybe we should look at this one in Alabama that's performing for the last 15 years. Like, let's, let's start here. Let's go, uh, let's go around the track on a tricycle before we start in a race car. Yeah, see, I'm
0: not being a good one to talk about that because I bought a non-performing know, said, loan. It was different times. It though. was different times. It was, it was different, different times. times. So, yeah. So, we'll be talking about that on the next episode of the Paper Stack Podcast. I'm Rick Allen, Brett Berkey. Thanks for joining us. See ya. See you.
2: Are you new to the mortgage note industry have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step process to purchase your first mortgage note well you're in luck we've convinced our ceo rick allen to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing through a series of 50 videos you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes how to purchase notes and all of rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years from performing note tactics to non-performing notes Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome.